Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Well, blessings, everyone. I'm Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today. So, are you ready? Are you ready? You know, we've been looking at some really, really interesting things here that give us timing as to when the Lord's going to return, what's going to happen when he returns. And I know quite often people say, well, no, no, the Lord himself says he didn't know when he's going to return. I know, I know. Uh, But I I give people a hard time. I say, I know exactly when the Lord's going to return. And I do. He's going to return when the Father looks at him and says, go. Okay. I don't know the day nor the hour, neither does Jesus nor the angels in heaven, according to the Scripture, but Father does, and it will be in the perfect timing. What we've been looking at the last few episodes is at a revelation where the Lord Jesus Christ is opening a document, where he's opening a scroll, and he's broken six seals. And at the breaking of the sixth seal, we saw how there was a multitude in heaven, and they just uh, sort of appear and from every tribe, every tongue, every nation. And I think that's a picture of the, the rapture of the church. So let me start with that verse. Oh, let me see. Uh, Revelation chapter 7, verse 9. And then we'll finish out the balance of the chapter today. And it says this. After these things, I looked, and behold, a great multitude which no one could count, from every nation and all tribes and peoples and tongues, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes, and palm branches were in their hands. And they cry out with a loud voice, saying, Salvation to our God, who sits on the throne, and to the Lamb. And all the angels were standing around the throne, and around the elders, and the four living creatures. And they fell on their faces before the throne, and worshipped God, saying, Amen, blessing, and glory, and wisdom, and thanksgiving and honor and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. So this is what John is seeing. He's watching this going on. The next verse says this, verse 13, Revelation 7. Then one of the elders answered me, saying to me, These who are clothed in the white robes, who are they and where have they come from? And so it's one of the elders that was there. We don't know exactly which one or who who this is. But he inquires of John, who are these people that you're seeing in the white robes? Who are they? And where do they come from? Well, John's response is verse 14. (laughs) He said to him, my Lord, you know. In other words, I I don't know. You know who they are. I really don't know who they are. And he said to me, so this elder says to John, these are the ones who come out of the great tribulation And they have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Now think about that. He said these are the ones that have come out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes, made them white in the blood of the Lamb. That is the picture of those who are saved, is it not? Now I know a lot of times people will say, well, uh, they give a term to this. They'll say, well, these are tribulation saints. Well, isn't that a great little phrase? But you don't see that anywhere in Scripture. And they'll say, well, these are people who are believers, and they're saved during the tribulation time, but we as a church, we're actually raptured out before the tribulation. No, the Scripture does not say that. The Scripture is very plain in saying something else. It says that we will be spared the wrath of God, which is the day of the Lord. But it also says 
that we will undergo trial and tribulation. And Jesus says at this time a great tribulation will be so bad, worse than anything that's happened before, worse than anything that will happen thereafter, it will be so bad that even the, if possible, that the elect might be deceived. And if this great tribulation is at the hand of the man of lawlessness, at the hand of the Antichrist, he's the one that <laughs> tribulates, is that a word? <laughs> uh, the body of Christ and the Jewish people. And so these right here are the ones that came out of the great tribulation. But we must remember that the, the scripture also tells us that those of us who are remaining, who are still here, that are still alive when the Lord comes in this manner and takes his church away, that we will not precede those who have died before. So if somebody's died before, they will actually be raptured, uh, I believe just a moment or two before the church is taken away. In other words, uh, uh, the Lord is gathering together his body. We've already seen that uh, picture in Matthew and Mark and in Luke and saw it a little bit in Revelation here, how the Lord sends forth his angels to gather his. And so the gathering time is out of the great tribulation. This gathering time actually truncates the great tribulation. It's, uh, it cuts it off in relationship to the church. Now, the, the Jewish nation who does not believe will still undergo the great tribulation. But as far as the church, the church is taken away from it. And it actually initiates the day of the Lord. Because the day that the church is raptured, and we'll see this later, is the day that the day of the Lord begins. So, this elder speaking to John said, these are the ones who've come out of the great tribulation and they've washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the lamb. Verse 15, for this reason, they are before the throne of God and they serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will spread his tabernacle over them. They will hunger no more, nor thirst anymore, nor will the sun beat down on them, nor any heat for the lamb in the center of the throne will be their shepherd and will guide them to springs of the water of life and God will wipe every tear from their eyes. There's probably several phrases right there which rang a bell in your spirit as I read it, right? Particularly the uh, wiping away every tear in the eyes and the shepherd guiding us to springs of water of life and there'll be no more hunger, no more thirst. Those are all promises that people readily grab a hold of regardless of their eschatological background, okay? Yes, regardless of when they think the timing of the Lord's coming is. But when you see what happens right here, that this is when the church is snatched away. This is when the church is taken. And this is what will happen with the saints of the Most High, that no longer will they be hungry. No longer will they thirst. No longer will the sun beat down on them in any way. And the Lamb at the center of the throne, isn't that interesting? will be their shepherd and that he's the one that will guide us to springs of water of life and that God's going to wipe every tear from their eyes. I think when you look at the scripture and you just take it line upon line, step by step, precept upon precept, that the Lord is very, very clear in the timing of things. The biggest problem we have a lot of times is setting aside our preconceived understanding, what we think we know about something. And people say, well, this all sounds scary. I don't want to live through that time, et cetera, et cetera. I understand. I totally understand. And that's the reason that I think that we so need to know what the truth is and be prepared. Otherwise, this will come upon a generation who will not be prepared, who will not know their Lord, who will not abide in him, not trust in him. They will be expecting to get beamed up and out, and it's not going to happen. 
And I think that's going to be a major reason why a lot of people will walk away from the faith, what it says in 1 Thessalonians. And what's going to be revealed is this. What's going to be revealed is that the faith that they thought they had was not true faith. They didn't have a true profession unto salvation. Oh, yeah, they've been in churches for years. They were good people. They were baptized. They taught. They preached. They did good deeds. But they're not truly saved. And when it comes down to a really, really difficult time like this, they will turn and they will walk away. So that's the reason I think we need to spend a good bit of time of knowing what the Scripture says here to where we will not be deceived in any way. Anyway, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for being with me, and I'll see you again next time. Goodbye.